somebody, some guy just like that knows you is like, you would make a really good engineer. And then like, like how they do for, you know, when they're screening engineers, they give them, he's like, I've got the, I've got the, uh, right. he had it on him. Of course. Yeah. I, I've got the, I've got the test right here. If you just, take, <laughs> if you just pass this, I'll, I'll put in a good word. You'll be an engineer. And then in your dream, you're just like struggling with it. And he changes his mind. Yeah. Like he can, like I'm struggling with these like very simple equations and he's kind of looking at me as it, as in uh, about that whole like fast track. Like I thought, you know, I was going to be like Matt Damon solving the chalkboard question. It's like if Matt Damon was like f- finishing the answers and then like the next morning they're like, what like, the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah, that's the version of the uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I want to watch that they version. Co- they call him in the next day, and he thinks, and he thinks it's going to be. They're going to, like, he solved it, and they're just like, "You have to stop writing on the board. If there's equations on the board, you are you are causing so much extra work for us to have to erase what you wrote and then redo what we did the day before." And he's like, "What? Am I fired?" And then they're no. They're like, "No, like we have." Like we're this close to arresting you. Like <laughs> the answer you gave us. Yeah. We are Bunker Hill Community right. College. We expect more than this. We're, we're like we're talking. We're considering ECT or arrest. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're gonna you're gonna kill somebody. Yeah. So I, I had that written down as something I was gonna share, and then I realized it wasn't quite as funny as it was right when I woke up. I was like, this is hilarious. That's that's been happening to me so much lately. Like seriously, like three times in the last couple of weeks, I've woke up in the middle of the night, just like laughing, like where Rose is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just, this dream. And then I tried to tell her and she's like, what? <laughs> and so then I'm like, no, this is so funny. And I, uh, so I get my phone and I put it in a note and the next morning I'm just like, oh yeah. Uh, wasn't I it? guess. I guess it's kind of amusing when okay, you think like, about it. Like it's like to where I have trouble getting back to sleep because I'm just like laughing so hard. <laughs> what What are you guys drinking today? Go ahead, Ryan. It is tap water in a um, solo cup. And Mor- Morpheus said, "Would you like the blue cup or the red cup?" And Ryan chose I'm, the blue cup. I'm blue. I'm blue cupped. <laughs> I'm so blue cupped. Uh, Chris, what are you going back in the matrix? I'm doing a, a bubbly bounce. Uh, uh, Does that say poison caf- fruit? Passion fruit, mango passion fruits, caffeinated uh, sparkling water. You're really hot. You're spiking. Okay. Well, th- thank you, Ryan. I meant to say that before we started recording. Okay. Well, you said in the chat, you said, oh, I was turned way up. That's, you that's, said good. Cri- that's good. You said Chris is hot for me. That's which so, that was I- unrelated. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense now. Uh, I uh, today I went on vacation, which in Sweden means that you have like four to five weeks off work. Can you tell uh, us like the it's it'll be easier to describe the days that you work than your vacation days? Uh, I have for the, I, I am going to be back uh, at work in mid August, something like that. So uh, I am I am currently drinking prosecco. I am on my second bottle, uh, which which looks like this. Straight straight from the bottle, like a gangster. Oh, what, ex- what exactly is Prosecco? I think Prosecco I've had it, but I don't really... Sparkling wine from Italy. So it's mm. essentially champagne, but from Italy. If it's from Spain, it's called Cava. That's... That was a lot of bubbles. <laughs> For the listeners, 
listeners, Thomas is <clears throat> pounding his chest. He's uh, overcome by the bubbles. I'm good. So, to- I, Thomas, I do remember that this spring, you had a, a few weeks where you had a lot of work. But, boy, that seems like a long time ago. I know. Tom, the, the, remember when Thomas like used to tell work stories? And then, like, you, you don't have any work stories if you, you know. Well, I early. mean, for the, for the next month, I'm going to have absolutely zero work stories. It is great to be back in Sweden. So, for everyone who's listening, in Sweden, usually the standard legal, well, not legal, the collective bargaining allows you at least 25 days of vacation every year of consecutive vacation. And then you get the other (laughs) nine months where you can only take up to 17. Then then you also get your, you're on vacation, but just check your email. um, And we'll count those as work days. Yeah. I had, I remember I, when you, whenever you had told us, cause you'd been, you know, traveling and, you know, been off a lot. And then you told us, Oh, I'm going to be going on vacation or I'm going to be going on holiday in a couple of weeks. And I told her, I was like, this dude is going on vacation. He's just been off vacation and he's going on vacation. And Rose said, why did he ever come here? (laughs) Right. As I told Rose and Chris's wife, Meg, you should move to Sweden. It it is that simple. Do they have trash in Sweden? Yeah. Who, who, um, do people have to pick it up or is it just... Uh, uh, I, I, I think the government does that. I'm not sure who picks up my trash. I think the government. Do they have government contractors? Like, can you privatize? Like, can Ryan start like Swedish Blackwater or something? <laughs> Probably. We have what's known as <laughs> so many bubbles. <laughs> Prosecco. <laughs> we have what is known as free schools or charter schools. Uh, I'm sure Ryan could start one of those. Oh, no, he's starting a school second. now, huh? Okay. So you have charter schools that people just that that can just be a business. Just be like, uh, I'll just start a school. Can I get a uh, government uh, loan to start that school? I I don't see why not. I can give one to you. No okay. problem. Okay. Can Can I get a countdown? Oh, I've got something for the countdown. It's not a countdown, but it is a hold on. I wrote it down. It's like um, you know how like in sports, like right before they start, like the coach or someone gives the team a big pep talk. And so like I was listening to, I was listening and watching um, (laughs) the finals game. And um, one of the coaches gave, and I was like, that is such a great pep talk and the energy at the end. I just wanted to like recreate that because that I can imagine those guys were just ready to play after that. Um, I don't know if you want to do the countdown and then I'll go into the thing or I do the, or to do this and then you do the countdown. Yes. Question. Hmm. Which which coach is this? Is this Monty Williams? Is this? Why don't you just wait? I think you're gonna know. I hope it's Stan Van Gundy, but I know he hasn't <laughs> been in the finals for you know. Has he been in the finals? Is Stan? I was gonna say for with a the long Magic, time, but maybe. Did he win when with Shaq and and Wade his uh, when Wade was a rookie? Uh, was that Stan Van? No, was that, 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 was all, they, were, they were all Spolstra. They were all Spolstra. They were all Spolstra. Okay, then I'm guessing no because <laughs> you know I don't think he won with. Pistons. I don't think he did. But didn't he coach well the Magic for a while? Magic. He, he definitely didn't win with Magic. Nope. All right. Let's let's make this the countdown. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Let's play fast. Play random. Play together. Play in great space. Let's play a podcast and have a good time. Tim, take it away. 
Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. They did like a sponsored like head and shoulders, like here's the pregame audio and they cut to it and it's um, the coach bud from the Bucks, and he just says, let's play fast, play random, play together, play in great space. Let's play a basketball game and have a good time. And there's like two guys that kind of clap and they're like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they show inside the huddle uh, because anything interesting that they would say, they yeah. cut out. And then oh. the kind of the pump up stuff always sucks. Always. It seems like the coaches are like, all right, I got to say something for that's like, you know, uh, that would make sense for the camera and it's just stupid welcome to the sseu podcast i am thomas as usual joined by chris and ryan the sseu podcast is the internet's premier podcast for insights on movies and current pop culture if you thought that the lakewood church in houston was impressive well wait until you see what chris has cooking for you in sioux falls South Dakota. It will make Packer Carlson put his bow tie back on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan is Texas answer to Tony Soprano. When you need someone to really deal with your trash, just dial 512 garbage and Ryan will be there for you. Guys, really lucky uh, to get 512 garbage. Do you, do you think that's taken? Do you not have it already? Is that, I don't think that's enough. Um... How many, how many letters in garbage do you hear me? I guess it's seven. Um, ten. ten digits, right? Isn't that it's the right number? Well, I mean, I'll just call it. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> five, one, two. Garbage. Question. Do the kids know what to do if they're given, like, letters instead of numbers? I don't. I'm just guessing here. We're sorry, you have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Five, one, two, garbage like is out of business. It's available. Sounds like it's available. Uh, well, I bet somebody's sitting on it. They're, <laughs> they're squatting. Want, like, yeah, they're going to want like $10,000. Do people squat on numbers? Is that a I thing? Know. I don't know. Five, one, two is uh, the, the area code for Austin, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and seven, three, seven. But yeah, you got the you got the original seven. Oh, there's an original one. Like, so do people like fight for those or, or uh, like what's cooler uh, to have? Well, I mean, I imagine it's like, cause they, they started the seven, three, seven, probably three years ago. So I, I would think the original five, one, two, there you go is what I, I've never heard a single person talk about it. I think that was more a thing when like that Seinfeld episode, when right. you know, people had landlines and yeah. <laughs> Wait, like, wait, like, wait, I, so... I, I just pushed the button for your name. I don't know. Right. I've how many number question, Ryan? How many phone numbers do you know? That is a good question. I know mine, I know Rose's. Um, I know Rose's mother-in-law's. I know um that, that that's like, like three. Who who else would I need to know though? I know Rose's work number. That's more than I know. Yeah, but, I don't but... even know why I know those, but I do. But but do you do you know do you know the numbers from your youth? Mm-hmm. Like your home number and then the numbers of your friends. Because I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and we were like, "Yeah, we, we still remember these. Like they don't exist anymore." Three one seven three five six nineteen twenty seven. That was my home phone number. Everyone call that. Call it. Find out what they're doing. They may still have it. They live in the same place. I don't know. And they still definitely have a landline, don't they? I. Hi, Ryan's mom. 
Okay, uh, Ryan, how are you doing? How, more importantly, how is your Audible account doing? <laughs> My Audible account's doing better than it ever has. It is just kicking ass and taking books because <laughs> I haven't. So in it's even since the last time I gave you guys an update, even since I've looked last, it's probably higher than it was. Last time I looked, it was at 190, yeah, 212 credits and my audible account anybody that doesn't have audible the way it works is you sign up for the plan where you get like automatically one credit per month for like i think it's like 15 bucks a month and then if you want additional credits you can buy them you can either buy them individually which they're i think they're like 18 dollars, like the monthly or 15 dollars, the monthly rate for one but then if you buy three they're like 11.99 each so you get a little discount if you buy three so I was uh, just randomly the other day went to my account and noted it because I got an alert from my Audible app that said, hey, use your credits before they expire or whatever. And I, I went and I said, there's 141 credits in there, which <laughs> is like $1,500 worth of credits. And I was like, holy shit, something has gone terribly wrong. And so then I went to the purchase history and just like three, four times a day for the previous like few days was just... Uh, purchase three extra credits, zero dollars, zero cents. Purchase three extra credits, zero dollars, zero cents. Purchase extra credits. And they all say through the iOS app, iOS app purchase, iOS app purchase. Like to buy extra credits, you have to go through like, and it doesn't even like, you know, I've got to either do my face ID or type in my uh, iOS password to like buy anything through the Audible app on my phone. And so these, and they're just, still doing it like I'll, I'll let's see when the last one was done um it, there's i know that there's at least been two purchases already this morning yeah there's 9 24 a.m uh <laughs> that looks like that was probably the most recent but yeah it's just going up uh, you haven't done anything i've done nothing at all hang on like really is it question is it possible that in your sleep that you developed like the office space type code of, where it like steals like a little mm -hmm, like a, a right. few pennies you know office space right mm -hmm. yeah the, it's it's somehow it figured out how to steal like the extra credits that people didn't yeah. use like people who have audible counts that are just sitting dormant with you know one or two credits i i wrote a virus that went in just started pulling all of those credits and putting maybe it that's why you're waking up laughing you're it's like an evil <laughs> laugh yes <laughs> i found the perfect plan <laughs> These, I'm gonna have hundreds these, these, of audible credits. All right, so now what? Like, I can get a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, they're not I transferable. I can't like if I wanted to send someone a credit, I have to actually buy it. I can't send one of the ones that I have. Well, so, the, the only other possibility uh, besides you writing this virus is that Audible is now a cryptocurrency. I'd be sitting in such a good spot right now. Well, sure, but I mean, this also means that that potentially you could lose those credits. Like it goes up and down. You, you realize that, right? I mean, your Dogecoin, you still don't have like $200,000 of Doge, Dogecoin is, from like is, 20 bucks you put in. You, you can't take out the credits. So what you are telling Ryan to do is to just like buy books. Yeah. Just start filling it up with books. And then Judge so Janine, I, I, Judge Janine, buy her book, you know, but you know, um, and that's what I originally Mitchell, I, by his book. I thought, no, I thought no, like, no, okay, no, well, no. These, this is not going to work. It's not going to let me use these. And I tried it like three times and it's worked three, four times. 
So, um, but I'm afraid to keep doing that because I'm afraid at some point Bezos is going to be like, hey, what the you got to pay for all those books. And I've got like, you know, 300 books I've purchased over the last month. And he's like, all right, uh, here's a three thousand dollar bill. Um, Listen, he's, he's getting what? ready for space. He is not worried about maybe, your yeah. audible credit situation. Maybe he what? was the one that was like, you know, running the audible uh, app, like their their background structure of their app and catching all the glitches and stuff like that. And now that he's going to space, like <laughs> no n- nobody's doing it. And so how many credits do you have right now? 212. You can get how many killing books are there? Like Bill <laughs> O'Reilly's killing books? Like, it might, it get... might, I might be able to get the whole set. That'd yeah, be it'll be close. One of each. Maybe killing, killing, Lincoln, maybe, killing maybe, Reagan. Maybe killing Audible is the last book. Maybe this is happening to a lot of people, and Audible has to go to business. Like, are the authors getting um, you know, credit? The, the credit, <laughs> like if I'm using a free credit that they just like put in my account and I get a book, does the author get credit, whatever percent they get of Ryan? How about using IMDB Pro? How about you book someone who can actually tell us how this works? Do you have any idea of like who that or I should just start like asking everyone? So like, I am a big shot Hollywood producer and I would I would like you to tell me how I'm doing how does how do things work? Wait, what about the guy who does those who does like the popular documentaries like the ones for HBO? Uh, Alex, Alex Gibney. I could get his contact information and see and pitch him. You want to do a documentary on my Audible account? Let's catch our listeners up to speed on this. Explain IMDb Pro. It's another Bezos property, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, since Amazon owns IMDb, there is something called IMDb Pro, which is pretty much just for um, industry insiders uh, because it has con- the contact. It doesn't have contact information for like actual celebrities and stuff like that, but it is a great resource for all to find like anybody who's a celebrity that's done any kind of work in show business they're the contact for their manager um or their even their talent agent like like all these guys they've got so many different um managers and agents listed um and i've I've spent time but anyway it's a it's a way for um you know mostly for industry people like managers uh, casting agents, people like that, to be able to easily find the contact information for the representation of someone they want to hire or cast or book for a show, a b- show like maybe like a little bit bigger than ours. I mean, um, you, you're kidding me, right? Like, do, do do managers and agents actually go to IMDb Pro so to, to get it, contact it, info? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, obviously the you have a much better chance if like you know the person's manager and they'll actually like reply to you but some like things that are some people that you kind of know them you kind of don't um and you're like if if it's a long shot if it's a long shot so let's say like a fan podcast of another podcast and you want to get say tom hanks to come on your show you use imdb pro sure yeah, let's see what. Uh, What's Tom the name makes. of his manager? I, you know, I'm getting there. Um, I should have taken a screenshot of that. Hanks with an X. <laughs> it's not coming up. There's no Tom Hanks. There's no Tom Hanks. All right, <laughs> here we go. Tom Hanks, actor, writer, producer, contacts. 
Uh, Playtone, that's his uh, production company, and that's just Playtone.com and then the P.O. Box. Uh, Creative Artist Agency. Send an email to the post office box. His talent agent is Richard Lovett. Uh, his publicist is... I don't care. With... Like, let's let's contact the agent. Well, but I don't know if the agent... So you think you would go through the agent rather than one of the publicists? Because he has three publicists that are with... Have you ever heard of 42 West? Is apparently a big uh, public, uh, PR firm in New York because they have Tom why Hanks. Have, why would you have three publicists? Like, one, one is like East Coast, one is West Coast, <laughs> one's like South Coast. <laughs> No, I, yeah, you're right. Actually, that is what it is. One of the publicists <laughs> is in New York. Uh, one didn't list her address, and the other one is in Los Angeles. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, for Tom Hanks, you uh, got to have a publicist wherever you are. But yeah, so his his talent, his we we've got his email. Yeah. So it depends on on where you're drunk tweeting from. Like, if it's in New York City, you need that publicist to handle it. If you're drunk tweeting from L.A. You need that publicist to handle it. And then the other one probably just covers the rest of the world. Like if you're in Tokyo and you get drunk and you make comments about, you know, Asian yeah. people like you need the L.A. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, publicist. Holy. Sh- this, so this Richard Lovett uh, agent, he's got Tom Hanks, Sylvester Stallone, Will Smith, Robert De Niro, Steven Spielberg, Julia Roberts, Melissa McCarthy. Ron Howard, Billy Crystal, Michael Mann, J.J. Abrams, Sam Raimi, Warren Beatty, Jerry Seinfeld, Cameron Crowe, Ben Falcone. How did you get on this? <laughs> <laughs> One of these is not like, like Steven Spielberg, Mitch, Melissa Mitch, McCarthy's husband, <laughs> Mitchell Hurwitz, uh, Simon Greenberg. Ryan, Ryan I'm going to stop, I'm, I'm stop you there. Um, let's just email him mm-hmm. and just like cut, cut, cut and paste. All those sure. names. Be like, could we get one of these people <laughs> right. to come like, on our podcast? <laughs> we want we want one of your clients. Uh, which uh, which client have you been uh, considering? No, we just want one of your clients. We don't care. <laughs> it, it sounds like we have found a use for IMDb Pro. Yeah, and we can also get if anybody needs a job. Let me know. There's all there's thirteen thousand job listings uh, for different productions. Yeah, there. didn't you? Yeah. Have- we had talked about using the podcast to to hire a podcast booker, but we could probably just do it on IMDb Pro. But that's the thing. I mean, I guess if you have an IMDb Pro account, you don't really need a, like. I mean, I can I can send an email. I send lots of emails. You know. <laughs> okay. I, I well, think I'm pretty I'm pretty good at email. That's what a lot of people tell me is that you're you're really good at email. Didn't you uh, highlight a few of these job ads? Yeah. I think we've got one for sure. I think I think we can get for Chris. Wait, wait. help me understand the connection here. What is a job ad? Like what how does that connect to IMDb Pro? Um so like if you are an actor or any kind of like if you do anything in the industry, writer, um you know, uh grip guy that like has a strong if you're like if you're like working on your hand with tennis balls and you're like all right my grip is strong enough you, they've got that job listed on there um but yeah if you need a job um there's just listings for productions that are going on all over the country that need to hire if you have an cast. imdb pro <laughs> yes. account so yeah if you, you, if can, you have the you pro can account. apply you can apply right through the app you can just oh. you have you have your resume and your your info in there and then you just hit apply and you can apply so, so, so you 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 look through the job listings and you've got some some 
just jobs for me or or just in general? Well, not, no, not just that. I or, just or, thought wait. Of, I thought of you right away when I saw this one because I, I don't like. I know you. some podcasts have ZipRecruiter as. Are are you starting a recruiting business right now to be the middleman here? I I am. I mean, right. If I take right this now, job, do I have to I'm pay you? It. I'm starting it right now. Yeah, I will take a percentage of your one hundred and twenty five dollars a day <laughs> for twelve hour wow. days. All right, so so this first ad is for Chris, and then I believe that you you have a second one for like women, mm-hmm. like like Laura or Jan or whatever. But but go ahead with the one for Chris first. So it's it's an acting jib job. It, it's an acting jib. It's like it, that's it's an industry term. It's like okay, you know, it's not a great part, so they call it a jib. Um, <laughs> They take out the O, it's just JB. Um, and it's for a supporting actor. It's shooting, in this way, it's shooting in Twin Cities, Minnesota. Oh, nice. So yeah. it's in the area. That's not going to be a long drive every day for you. And the part is Guy at Gas Station. Uh, the film is Living With You. The description of the part is the scary ex-boyfriend type. Drives a truck, combines an all-American smile, with a shark's eyes. Ooh. <laughs> and Sounds the age like was, I mean that the only thing was it says, you know, male 20 to 32 years old. And Ooh. so, you know, I think I I totally I know Thomas was was worried, but I think he can play 32. I mean, they mess around with these ages uh in I, I don't think that's I'm right. Sure I mean, there's some high schoolers, you know, there's some like 28 year olds playing high schoolers. So I could I could do 32. And by 28 year olds doing high schoolers, I mean, acting as um in, in, in roles as high schoolers, but also the other thing. All right. I'm the, I've got a lot. I'm going to. So, OK, so I could play 32. Definitely. Uh, I've, I do have that all American smile. What are shark? Definitely. Eyes? Like, I'll say, do, do my eyes could, need to be on the sides of my head that or, was, just, or just or just kind of vaguely threatening? Know, like, here we like, go here. IMD Pro, me as a booker. How about I contact them and find out what do you mean by shark eyes? And I'll and I'll say it, that's not a deal breaker. I mean, we are. Um, I'll say as uh, Chris's representative, um, he's totally comfortable. We'll we'll charter a boat. We'll find a shark and get the eyeballs if that's what's necessary. Is it like dead eyes? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, well, they fired me because they said I had shark eyes. <laughs> Uh, you you had another ad mm-hmm. that I thought that some of our female guests might be perfect for female guests or female Did listeners. I, I mean, yeah. I saved that one. I put it on Twitter, but pull it up off my Twitter account. There isn't this one wouldn't work for Chris. Um, but yeah, as you said, our ever female East Coast listeners, the pay is a lot better than Chris's. Um, it's six hundred dollars per day. Whoa! So. I don't know what they're talking about. That wage gap seems like it's the other way. <laughs> Wait, how, how much would Chris get paid? $125 a day for 12 hour days. Okay. How many days does, is this guy hanging out at the gas station in this movie? <laughs> it didn't. A lot of times they do list like one day shoot. This one didn't say that. So that means it could be more than one day. I don't know what you're doing. Like, and, and why is the scary ex-boyfriend type at the gas? What is he doing at the gas station? I guess I should have pulled up the description of the movie. I don't know what living with you is. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a great, great movie. It's going to be, they're going to be like, that guy has shark eyes. Why isn't he in the rest of the movie? The fucking guy in the gas station had shark eyes. Why? Uh, but the pay is uh, $600 per day for two days and $300 
per half day for two smaller rolls. So you could really you really make some good cash doing this. Um, it's for a female patient on um, JJ clinical training video. Um, it shoots in New York, uh, July 27th, uh, seeking a slender female aged 55 to 70 with a BMI of 22 or under with normal skin condition, no scars, and no hair on the abdomen. Actor will be required to have a dummy device, no needle, placed on the outside of the abdomen to show how a cancer treatment can be, this got dark, can be administered. Talent needs to be comfortable with lifting shirt and exposing abdomen. Please include photo of abdomen with submission. And now this is the other thing I was thinking of. Like anybody can post job uh, listings on this INDB Pro. So anybody who's willing to pay for an INDB, any pervert can just be like, hey, send me, send me, send me, me your abs. Send me a picture of your abs. <laughs> Show me your 70-year-old abs. Uh, this is a training video for a clinical patch for cancer. You know, I don't know how I missed all the cancer stuff when I saw this before, but I did. A, a clinical I, I patch, right? Do you realize how, how groundbreaking this is? Like a patch? It's like a, a nicotine, except like instead of, you know, losing your if, hair and like doing the whole... What if it's the cure of cancer and you're in the video? You're like the face of the cure. For well, you're the belly to be the honest. Belly. Like, you're, the, you're the belly of the cure. <laughs> of the cure. That, look, you see that? That abdomen with no hair and that's no me. tattoos? That's my grandma. <laughs> wow, that's the real drink. No, that wasn't the real. They didn't have it done yet. That was just a fake needle. Ryan, uh, are you willing to start another business today? Okay. Uh, would you be my agent and my manager? Book me the gas station gig, but I have one request. Yeah, you. I'll, yeah, let's work on your writer. Um, no, it's not a writer. It's I. I would. I would like some points on the back end. <laughs> All right. I, I'll. You know. I'm sure that this is going to be a major uh, release. So there's going to be a lot of back end. This big old dump truck back end for the to to get a piece of. You know, I love that back end. Mm -hmm. Transition. Uh, that uh, that's enough of that. Uh, Chris, I believe that you have a new story for us. Yeah, and it's it's uh, too good to fact check. Um, I saw this on Twitter, um, and the the picture that accompanies this headline is just amazing. I'll let Ryan describe that shortly. But uh, here's here's the headline: In the Netherlands, disabled citizens get paid money from the government to spend on prostitutes. The Hookers for the Handicap program covers the cost of up to 12 prostitutes a year. It's reported the scheme has dramatically reduced levels of depression among the disabled. So we've covered all kinds of stuff uh, about like limits on orgy size in Paris, on uh, non-essential sex in Belgium, and here we are in the Netherlands covering a uh, government program. It seems this, this is, is the kind essential. Of Yes, and this is the kind of stimulus that that the economy needs. There, I believe well, it's it's a stimulus, all right. I think it's great, uh, awesome. I obviously like just the investigator in me, just you know, right away. Just it says you know up to twelve payments for year per year to use for um, hookers or what? What is the? Um, I don't know. If uh, we're supposed uh, to. Uh, up to up. Up to 12 times a year per... Well, the headline says covers the cost of up to 12 prostitutes a year. There we go. <laughs> it doesn't say how many fine. times. So, I mean, like 12 different ones? Like, do they require that you kind of spread out the spread the wealth? Um, 
how many times per prostitute? I, I don't know. But up to 12, that means some people are not getting the full 12. Is it based on like, what is the process as you're applying oh for gosh. the 12? Oh my gosh. Like what is, what, like what, 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 what is, the, what, what gets the full 12? I then, see what you're getting at. Yeah. Like it, it, it's like, it's like when you are signing up for, for like internet uh, and they say that you have an okay. internet speed up to 100 megabit per month or something like that. In the end, it turns out that you're actually only getting 80. Well, so, but don't you think it has something to do with the disability? They're like, well, what's your disability? And you're like, well, I, uh, my penis sweats. Um, I mean, oh, and, sure. and they're like, well, that we'll give it two, you know, or sweaty, yeah, sweaty penis exactly. isn't that bad, you know? Cause I, I have to assume it's, it's based like what they perceive your ability to get sex on your own on your, yeah. And then like, okay, you can, I, we believe you can get four. So we're going to give you eight. Cause apparently people just need to have sex once a month. <laughs> And it's a human right to have sex once a month. Sure. Um, we um, think based on your disability. And, and that, sure. And that I can just imagine, like, you got to go in, bring in your application, do the, you know, uh, interview. And, uh, just, you know, the guy who uh, has to vet everybody just saying, I see you've applied for the full 12 payments. Um, generally, uh, you know, being in a wheelchair is just is just eight payments. Um, you know, is there anything else that we need to know about? You know, it could be like you said, I mean, penis sweats or I have stinky se- semen. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that was listed on there, but I think. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. So, stinky, stinky semen? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I've heard of it. Like, you know, it could smell like, you know, not what it's supposed to smell like. It could like smell like like a dead fish or something like that or, or a fart. Like, what if, like, imagine that. Like, if everything, like, what? <laughs> Is it, isn't this highly dependent on, on what you eat? That's what I've learned. So now you're going to regulate their diet in order to get, like, if you sign up for this, then you've got to agree to some kind of meal plan that the government sets for you? I mean, I, I feel like that should be expected if you're actually going to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So, like, mildly stinky semen. Like, if you, <sighs> if, if you have, like, a high spinach diet or something that produces kind of just a... If you're Popeye. A, yeah, if you're Popeye and you have massive forearms <laughs> right. and uh, and and your semen smells kind of like rotten garbage, uh, but it's not that bad. How many prostitutes with that disability cover? That's not going to stop you from, you know, attracting. Not from partner, attracting, but, but like from repeating. From yeah, holding yeah. on to. Right. The <laughs> like it, if you're in a, that's going to lead to a lot of one night stands. And so. I think they should throw you a couple. I mean, because the first couple of times you can blame it on it. That's, that's something else. That's not, that's not my scene. I don't know what that smells. I think that was the cat. I think cat. You have a cat. Where is it? The position of this podcast is that we, we applaud the Dutch for thinking creatively about this kind of civil service, this, this way of helping its citizens, but it, they might not have, thought it completely through to the end and just the last thing we can i guess talk about the picture that they put the uh cover picture for the article it's a man very 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 happy man he's clearly in the throes of joy and he's like outside um looks like on a public street any wheelchair with a um a woman sitting on his lap 
and he she looks like she's uh, maybe not as happy as him. Maybe she's just kind of like, oh, it's payday or something. But um, he looks I would imagine that's probably the happiest picture of him that he'll ever have taken. I want to know what is going on with this picture. Wait, is, that, we, is this just like a natural, like, oh, hey, get a picture of that. <laughs> what? We, we well, will, uh, the, the man is, is has a shaved head uh, mm-hmm. and looks like Vin Diesel might look in <sighs> 15 years or so. Like, so somebody, like, I couldn't find like the comment just less now. chromosomes. Somebody was like, uh, I thought this was the promo for Fast and Furious 20. <laughs> He's zooming down the street in a wheelchair with a prostitute on his lap. Vin Diesel retires to the <laughs> Netherlands. <laughs> like, why are you moving? To the- they, give you free- they give you money for hookers. Uh, we might uh, put this photo either on Twitter or on the Patreon. Uh, transition, because I've had enough of Dutch prostitutes. Mm. Uh, That's something I never thought I'd hear you say. I really want you to tell our listeners the story of the poop knife. I thought you'd never ask. In a group chat, someone brought up this poop knife, which I think has become somewhat known across the United States. It was this famous Reddit thread where uh, this person describes how they thought that every house had a poop knife. And it was a, a shock that uh, this is not the case. And so uh, the the Reddit thread, I'm just going to read it. It's a good thread. Before you go on, are you saying poop knife? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So here's the original Reddit thread. My family poops big. (sighs) Maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's our diet. But everyone births giant logs of crap. If anyone has laid a mega poop, you know that sometimes it won't flush. It lays across the hole in the bottom of the bowl, and the vortex of draining water merely gives it a spin as it mocks you. Growing up, this was a common enough occurrence that our family had a poop knife. It was an old, rusty kitchen knife that hung on a nail in the laundry room, only to be used for that purpose. It was... Wait! (laughs) You're... Stabbing your poop to death with it, and then you're going, Oh, let's go hang it. Wonder, <laughs> let's like drip it across the carpet on the way back to the laundry okay. room. All right, that's that, but sure, we shouldn't get into that. Let's finish. But <laughs> it was normal to walk through the hallway, and if someone call out, Hey, nope. Nope, can you get normal. me the poop knife? I no, thought it was a standard kit. <laughs> not you have your not. plunger, your toilet brush, and your <laughs> poop knife, which you don't keep the plunger. You keep it in the bathroom. <laughs> you keep the it like knife. down the hall so for some reason. Okay. We can't have the poop knife in the bathroom. Fast forward to 22. It had been a day or two between poops and I'm over at my friend's house. My friend was the local dealer and always had quote unquote guests over because you can't buy weed without sitting in your ass and sampling it for an hour. I excuse myself and lay a gigantic turd. <laughs> so as we've established, uh, we are not uh, drug users. Um, so, uh, I did not know this was typical. I, I you didn't know. Go like, I, I, like hey. just poop at your drug dealer's house. <laughs> I, I would assume you, if it, it just, this is just me. What I assumed is like, you just want to get out of there. Like, yeah, you know, make it quick and simple, but apparently you want. <laughs> ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let me see where, where, where was I? Uh, okay. I excuse myself. Lay, lay a gigantic turd. I look down and see that it is a sideways one. <laughs> so I crack the door and call out for my now, friend. Now, when you say sideways, like it's in there, it came out sideways or what? What does that mean? <laughs> I think it's just this massive Pringles can. 
that is just not aligned to go down. Okay. The hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. Sounds like it to me. Uh, I, I call it for my friend. He arrives and I ask him for his poop knife. My, my what? Your poop knife, I say. I need to use it, please. He responds, WTF is a poop knife. Obviously he has one. Maybe he calls it by a more delicate name. A fecal cleaver. Maybe he keeps it in the bathroom. And that's why he's confused. Because like a dung dung divider, a guano glive. I don't know how to say it. Word. Uh, I explain what it is I want and why I want it. And he starts giggling and then laughing. Then lots of people start laughing. It turns out the music stopped and everyone heard my police through the door. It also turns out that none of them had poop knives. It was just my effed up family with their effed up bowels, FML. I told this to my wife last night who was amused and horrified at the same time. It turns out she did not know what a poop knife was and had been using the old rusty <laughs> knife hanging in the utility oh, closet fuck. as a basic <laughs> utility knife. Thankfully, she did not cook with it, but used it to open Amazon boxes. <laughs> she will be getting her own utility knife now. Uh, and and it's exactly my point of why you don't keep the poop knife in the laundry room. <laughs> okay, so yes, edit. Common question, why was this not in the bathroom instead of the laundry room? Answer, we had only one poop knife, and the laundry room was central to all three bathrooms. I have no idea why we did not have three poop knives. Mm-hmm. All I know is that we didn't. We had the one. Well, I mean, that's like what? Like, you got to spend another, like, $6 to get two more <laughs> knives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who's got who's got that kind of money? What if there was an intruder? And you use the knife to defend yourself <laughs> and you stab them like they could get like an infection from the poop knife. So, OK. So, OK, this is a, a piece of knowledge that uh, some people know others don't. So I am visiting a family member. OK, it's, it was my dad. Um, and I notice one morning as I go into his downstairs bathroom, this is just a couple weeks ago when I was up there. There's a butter knife next to the toilet. Now, keep in mind that there are uh, 10 grandkids. I'm sorry, six grandkids in the house. Uh, Kids do weird and dumb things for no apparent reason. I mean, two of the kids had two toothbrushes on the sink. One of them decided to store their toothbrush on the toilet tank, which grossed everybody out. But apparently this kid was like, hey, why not? You don't know. That That could have been a poop brush. The one. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm like, I take a picture of it. I snap a shot and I send it to the text thread. I'm like, guys, why is there a butter knife on the floor of the bathroom? Later to that day, uh, you know, my, so my sister-in-law, she texts into the thread, the poop knife Reddit thing. Cause she's like, maybe it's a poop knife. <laughs> like hours later, my dad acknowledges that yes, in fact, it is a poop knife. He lays rock hard turds. Uh, so he used to keep a snake. Do you guys know what a snake is? Like a plumber's tool, a snake? Because a plunger was not enough. So Thomas, you're a plunger man. You've clogged toilets in my house, at Ryan's house, <laughs> and across the country. I'm, I'm assuming at the lasts. They have very nice toilets, though, so that was the hard. So, so Thomas is plunger level. My dad was snake level, as in he would store a plumber snake at my at at, at my brother's house. So that when he oh, visited there. Oh, I thought he would like have a snake. You, like, you put the snake in the toilet, it goes in, and eats the poop, and then you pull it up. I'm a, I'm not like a handyman. I'm not a plumber guy. Like, yeah, I don't. I'm assuming that's probably what happens, but I'm, I'm not sure. At some point, that wasn't enough. 
at some point that wasn't enough. And he's like, no, I'm just going to take this knife and chop the turd up so that it can more easily <laughs> go down the toilet. <laughs> I am in awe. I'm not finished. Okay. Fast forward. I don't know if I can take more, but all right. One week. We are hosting a rather large gathering at our house. If you There's... know more than one person that uses a roof knife, <laughs> I, you know, the middle of the country, it just, we got to. <laughs> We're hosting a gathering and a guest comes to my wife and says, <laughs> there is poop in the toilet that is not going down. <laughs> and so I learned this hours later. Like I was busy grilling. Um, later that night, Meg's like, someone like uh, Linda or Lisa came to me and was like, there's. She definitely wants her name to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the last name. Well, it wasn't her. Like, well, at least she claims it wasn't her. She Why do you mean it was? Like, that- no, no. If I if I go to someone's bathroom, and there's a giant poop in there. I just close. Just I just away. go back, go back out. I'm got to go to the gas station. I'll be right back. I am not coming to you and saying there's just like a yeah. Like first of all, I guess I would try to flush it, but uh, if that didn't work, I don't know. She would be in a rough spot, but I, I don't know if I believe her. Well, uh, my wife was like, I looked at it, and I was like we've got a house full of people. Um, we're going to need to use this bathroom. She said, I grabbed a plastic knife and I cut that thing up and I flushed it and I threw the knife away. <laughs> Wait, she didn't eat lunger. She didn't, she didn't, I got, she didn't I got hang the, it on a hook. I got the drill. I drilled a hole in it. I put up a hook. It's, so I guess it like the, and she knows that this is not my area. Like, my, you know the story of of my daughter dipping a stuffed animal, yep. in in a toilet that had no poop. You, and I you freaked threw out, something threw farther than anyone's ever thrown anything. <laughs> out of the house, into the yard, where no one, it, it, it I like, I lost my mind. Uh, and there's another time where uh, uh, a, a a ball of poop was found. It was it was at our cabin actually, and there were like three grandkids that that could have possibly produced it, but it was like a like a loose loose bit of poop, you know. Like I don't know how it got out of a, out of a diaper. It's like, and that's the part that distresses me. That's like the psychological part that like real like if you're changing a diaper, you're changing a diaper. Like you know you're handling poop, but when there's like a free poop, like there's one just sitting around that no no one can account for that's when like i just like i and i i ran down to the dock and i jumped in the lake i just needed <laughs> cleansing this is not my area i i'm not comfortable around poop uh, i'm imagining like chris's family like entering him in like a punt packet pass and kick contest and like right before they hand on the ball they say oh this was in the toilet with poop and just like <laughs> throws it and wins world record. <laughs> he's he's a great quarterback. He's got to believe that the footballs are pooped on, though. <laughs> Ryan has mastered the art of motivation. Yeah, oh, so that's, 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 that's the poop. That's the poop knife, Thomas. Uh, we're gonna transition out of this. I want to tell you that uh, I I have been watching Loki, which okay. I enjoyed a lot. And in the last episode, episode six of Loki, you know, in like the opening where they sh- like take. I don't know, like 20 seconds to show the Marvel logo and like the kind of pan across it. And you see scenes of, of Marvel superheroes like fighting. Uh, and usually there's like the Marvel music, like dun, 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 dun. In the final episode of Loki, and this is really not a spoiler. Um, it, instead of the Marvel poop? music, 
No, instead of the Marvel, this is a transition. Instead of the Marvel music, what you hear is like Nelson Mandela saying like a inspirational thing. You hear Bruce Banner saying something. You hear like these people that, that and, and we have the subtitles on. My kids love watching with subtitles. So anytime someone speaks, we know who it is. Martin Luther King speaking. Because again, there's Loki that's talking about time and timelines. And so like a bunch of people throughout history saying things, saying famous things. And do you know who they included as far as the famous people making statements? I'll give Still you a out. hint. Uh, go ahead. Well, who, who? You're going to say Stellan Skarsberg? Yeah. Skarsgård? Uh, no, but it is a Swede. Uh, 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 Gustav, Gustavus Adolphus. The Swedish fish guy. Uh, no and no. I'll give you a hint. She's, um, she's a younger lady. Greta. Yes. So make sure you watch the episode six of Loki and what, what, you, you what? get a cameo by Greta Thunberg. What did she say? What are her famous quotes? Is it like, you should be ashamed of yourself or what? What? Yeah. It was it, one of those. Is it something like that, right? Yeah, something like something that. Like you, you can't expect me to keep track of every Swede. Really? We can't? Because that's is exactly what I do. <laughs> I thought that's what you've been doing. <laughs> uh, Good to know. Good to know. Transition. So we actually have a movie that we have watched for this week. This movie is from 2011. At, and least, at least on this timeline, it came out in 2011. It is Ryan's fault that we have watched this movie. Uh, it is directed by John Singleton. It stars Lily Collins, Alfred Molina, Jason Isaacs, Maria Bello, and Sigourney Weaver. It had a budget of about $35 million or so. It grossed $90 million. And it is objectively one of the worst movies that I have ever seen, ever put on screen. So, uh, Ryan, why did we watch this movie? Uh, I mean, that's not really a fair. Why do we watch any of the stupid movies that we watch? <laughs> um, <clears throat> entertaining. And this one was absolute fucking garbage. I mean, Chris and I listened to the Blank Check podcast. Um, they've been doing John Singleton um and just the the abduction episode was just it sounded insane it sounded like it'd be fun to but watch. to be fair you also thought that the the shaft sounded pretty insane too yeah no it, i watched it it is like <laughs> I, i'd never that was another one i'd never seen before and yeah it's crazy because like it's supposed to be like how like it's anti-police but it's also pro-police because shaft quits because <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, he keeps getting in trouble for beating up right. suspects. Why he, would like, you throws, let me beat up suspects? He throws his badge at the judge in the courtroom because um, she, because one guy that he uh, is suspected of murder, he punched him in the face, like as he after he handcuffed him, and so the judge set his bail at like one million dollars. And Shaft didn't want him to have bail at all. I mean, John Singleton is the perfect blank check, like person to examine, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, so like he made Boys in the Hood for six right. and a half million dollars. It made almost 60 million. What was kind of this critical and and financial hit. And, and like, what did he do with it? Well, he like he he made Shaft and and <laughs> an abduction. And and it just kept being every time he was attached to a movie, it'd be like, okay, he's gonna he it just it just was always like thought that like he was going to make something that was just because he was, Boys in the Hood again, was such right? great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, he hasn't, 
done a movie since oh, abduction in no, 2011, no. which is 10 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and before that, his last movie was Four Brothers, which no one has heard about. People like for I've not seen it. It looks stupid, but there I guarantee you, you put on Twitter something Four Brothers, people will defend it. I bet Sonny Bunch likes Four Brothers. I bet you Sonny Bunch likes Four Brothers. I mean, I enjoyed it when it came out. I mean, I, like I, parts of it. There was you know, there's a lot of shooting. There's, there's not a chance I was going to go see it when it came out. Tell me what uh, John. It is a perfect movie for us, though. Like no, the brothers. Tell, tell me what. <laughs> no, we need a number. You got to put a number in the title. <laughs> tell me what abduction is about. Give me, I mean, give me, give me a big uh, review of the plot of this fucking movie. I I have I'm not a concise enough speaker to give you any kind of a it's so Taylor Lautner <laughs> is a 17 year old and he seems like he's got this great life his parents are really rich um his dad loves to fight with him um <laughs> All the and things that you want that every seventeen-year-old boy wants. Right, so, so early in the movie, what what does his dad do to him after he gets back home from a party? Sure, he, he goes to the party. And how does he get to the party? <laughs> he rides in the hood rides of a truck that's the, going the ninety miles an hour on a curvy road, and he's sitting on the hood of the truck. Yeah, yeah, because that's how crazy he is. Like he'll, you know, do this thing that like you would definitely not be able to hang on. <laughs> you do that one time. And that's it. You slow down even a little bit. He is flying <laughs> off that truck. <laughs> right. All right. So he gets to the party on the hood of a fucking truck. Mm-hmm. He is at the party. He parties. The he- morning after the party, his dad beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They pick because yeah. his, his parents have to go pick him up because he's he's not home. I think that's what it was. Right. Um, and so they or his mom. Pick, how did he get back home? His dad uh, his, went and got him. His dad, uh, his dad went and got him. Okay, that's he woke right. up in the yard without a yeah. shirt on. And the girl's like, you got to get out of here. My parents are going to be home. And then Jason Isaacs shows up and it's clearly, you know, he's hungover. Uh, he's like being kind of. A, he's also a, shirtless. So let's just point that out. Like that is a he, major reason for. Honestly, he shouldn't have is, ever had a shirt on. Yeah. Movie. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have <laughs> like, oh, can I get this? Can I take this off? Um, but uh, he's being kind of a dick to his dad, just like because he he's like he is, was very hungover, and he's just like, Dad, I, you know how hungover I am. I don't. Why do I? Why do I have to do this today? And his dad's like, No, we we missed morning fight. We got <laughs> to do morning fight. And so they go out in the backyard of like their Hollywood Hills, yeah, yeah, mansion where they've got but like it, an but infinity in pool, and then uh, wait, wait a second, this is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, this is. I thought that this was Boston. No, Pittsburgh. You're, you're or no, joking. San Francisco. I thought it was San Francisco. No, nope. no, but yeah, but it looks like yeah, because yeah. I, I don't. There's I don't there's no house, house in Pittsburgh that night. No, no. No. Yeah, wait, um, I, I'm sorry. Wait, hang on. So Ryan, to, to get an idea what kind of neighborhood this was, imagine. The kind of neighborhood that Adam grew up in in Pittsburgh. Did Adam grow up in a nice neighborhood? Did he? Is he rich? <laughs> Are you the only one who knows this? Did he, <laughs> he like tell you a secret and now? I, 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 Did he live in a know. secret like crazy rich neighborhood on Mount Washington? Is his grandpa Richard Nixon? Anyway, yeah, super rich. Like 
in the part of the yard, they've got like they don't have a lot of grass because they've got so much like um, the so de- decorative patio stone, a pool. So they've got like a like Greek, patch of grass like Greek statues, where they've got to. Know? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, if you've got that much money and you do morning fight every morning, you'd think that you'd ha- have know, built something for it. But there. So his dad's got those mitts that the boxers use, you know, where you got the targets and he's like, punch my punch my hand. I, you know, I didn't even feel that you don't, you aren't being like a fighter enough right now. And he's like, come on. And, and he's just like, dad, you know, I'm hungover. And he's like, oh, you want to party like a man? You got to do morning fight like a man. And so he gets him mad. And then he, so basically they get into an actual kind of fight. like his dad. He's like, and, he's like taunting and, him. He's like, yeah. And then you realize me, like, me. oh, his dad's actually trying to teach him a lesson. He's trying to, to, this is somehow important that for his dad to, to like make. Did you realize that at the time? Cause I don't feel like that's apparent until later. Uh, I guess when he yelled, finish me off. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I thought it had we, to be one of two things. So we have like ten minutes uh, for this movie discussion. So yeah. I don't think we I'm get. Sorry, that's my fault. Talk so, you off what pop up? No, <laughs> I don't think we get all that detail. Uh, Chris, can can you summarize the plot of this movie? What actually happens in it? Uh, in ten minutes, huh? Taylor Lautner is a. Uh, his parents are like um, were like some kind of super spies, and they're dead. And he's living with friends Other of theirs. Spies, yeah. And but he doesn't know. He thinks the people he's living with are his parents. And then he's got the stuff that this other guy, Michael Nyquist, Michael Nyquist needs the stuff that he's got. But he doesn't have the stuff yet. No, but well, they think he yeah because his parents, his dad had the stuff, and. The list of I don't. And so they they think important. if they can abduct him, that he will be leveraged to right. get the list to yeah, get so the stuff. M- so Michael Nyquist needs to so kidnap Taylor Law. Ta- Taylor, what's his name? Lautner. <laughs> um was raised by two CIA agents, and he sees a therapist who is in fact not a therapist but a cia agent so basically he's been getting shit therapy his entire life it's, so instead of like it's a whole um, truman show <laughs> instead of actually dealing with his trauma of being <laughs> abducted and raised by people who aren't his real parents he's got a CIA agent like feeding him all kinds of bullshit really damaging him for when he's in for life yeah and so he, he uh is super awkward around his neighbor lily collins uh for some reason like there's like an encounter at the party where like her jerk boyfriend kind of like bumps <laughs> into him and she kind of gives mm. him this look like, could you kick his ass, take him down a few pegs? And he's just not, he's just not getting the, the message. She's not going to break up with him because she, she wants the only way she's going to leave him is if Taylor Lautner beats him up. Right. Because he tells her I can get any girl I want in college, Karen. <laughs> That's right. Her so, name is Karen. Isn't it? Yeah. And so the teacher, they only have one teacher at their school. The teacher the assigns teacher. them to do a project together. And so like, <laughs> let's go on internet. 
<laughs> and they're they're supposed to research what abducted research kids m- missing children's websites like <laughs> this teachers one... like I wanted the movie about the teacher that's a saying like <laughs> oh I'm gonna make these kids look at missing kids all these and, rich kids I mean there's just all kinds of weird stuff in this movie as in like he has a a an iMac like with you know one of those giant screens like a 27 inch mm-hmm. iMac and a MacBook Pro and a MacBook Pro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like and it was, so at one point he's on the desk and then at one point he moves like six feet away to the bed where he's working on the other two thousand dollar computer yeah he googles like missing kids and he gets to this missing kid website he's just randomly clicks on a missing he's like hey this is cool this website shows you what you know missing like kids if, might if, look like today so like this kid was was Take this one child out of thousands at random. Let's click on him and see what he would look like today. And guess what? It kind of looks like him. And so this is where I'm like, if I saw a picture of me as a kid, I would know. Oh, that's me. That's me. As a kid. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, hey, that kind of looks like me because I've seen what I look like. So so if but OK, his parents, parents were kidnapped. If you don't know what you look like as a kid and you just see a whole bunch of kids. Are you going to go, that little kid looks like me? <laughs> no, no, Ryan, don't you remember, like, that website had the special technology where if you click on the picture, right, it, it'll it, show uh, you what that kid might look like today, but, like, right. kind of like a crappy graphic version. <laughs> yeah, it was a... And, and it shows the picture that's supposed to look like him, and it looks nothing like him. <laughs> and yet, let yet he looks at it, and he's like, that looks like me. <laughs> that, that cartoon? <laughs> and and then like suddenly like synapses start like popping off in his brain and he's like he starts Wait a remembering. Second. I'm starting to remember that shirt that this kid is wearing. <laughs> there's a shirt like that in my basement that has the same and, yeah, stain and on so it. His his fake parents they like are like they wanted him to have a normal childhood, so they did what everybody does, and they have a basement dresser where you they keep all of your clothes from your entire life, just like in these dressers. That way, if you if you need them, you can go get them. And so maybe just one shirt that was in one picture at one time. He goes, he finds the shirt and the girl's like, well, sure. I mean, lots of kids could have had that shirt, but then there's a stain and you can see the stain in the picture and the stain is still. So they didn't do like a, you know, tide stick on it before they washed it. So it still has the stain. And and M night and, and, and John Singleton pulls an M night Shyamalan like twist, except like 25 minutes into the movie where, Mm In fact, that website was just a phishing scheme that some Russian dude set up to catch Taylor Loeffner just in case he might someday get out of. So the teacher had to be in on it, too. They're like, we'll pay this. Let's get this teacher to assign them this project. It's like they've been looking for him for so long. And it was just and their their best option was like, (laughs) we'll build this website. We'll have these Russian guys just watch it 24 hours a day. <laughs> hopefully. For like, for like 10 hopefully, years. You know? Hopefully. He's, he finds it. And, you know, then he can contact us because then right. we can chat with him. Right. And so, so this, this is essentially the plot for the rest of the movie where you have Nathan Harper, uh, Jared, uh, Jared Lochner, and uh, oh, his- yes, you, you did it again. His name is Tyler Loftner. Jared Loftner is the is the it's, insane. It's, it's Jared it, Tyler or Taylor. Um, <laughs> Jared is the insane person who shot Gabrielle Giffords <laughs> at a grocery store in Arizona. Right. So Taylor Loftner 
And but, his hot, I mean, he, he's, just he's for the hot. search results, just go ahead and tag that guy's name when you <laughs> post the episode. Yeah. So Taylor Lautner and Lily Collins, the soon-to-be hot girlfriend, they are on the run, and they're on the run from. Uh, wait different- a second! Hang no, on. no, no! Before so they like, start running, the Bridgewater start- Justice, the Bridgewater Juvenile Justice Department shows up at the kids' house, and they tell them, "I'm from the Bridgewater Juvenile Justice Department," and they're in suits, and like, we need to talk to you. They've got like they look like FBI agents and. They're from like some kind of juvenile justice department and they've got a badge and we are here to solve the missing persons case. They shoot Maria Bello, um, who's, who looks pretty good this movie and uh, Jason Isaacs. Right, she, um, she puts up a fight though. And then because Jason Isaacs is like sawing something in the garage or something. Right, and he's got no, so, headphones so, so. On. This is the point. Well, where we I'm we like, skipped over the part. No, wait, no, no, we skipped no. over the part where where Taylor Loftner's like, "Hey, mom, I don't think you're my mom," and she's yeah. like, "Okay, I'm not." Let's talk about this. <laughs> no, no, no. She says, she says, she blows so up I, an op the no, first no, no. time he slow asks. Up, yeah, slow down, slow down. So the first time that he asks, uh, "Are you my mom?" She says, "Well, you are my son." <laughs> a vague and evasive answer if there's ever been one right oh that'll put my knees <laughs> <laughs> so so basically like uh she what had is, what is no super tra- she put all of her training into like fighting, fighting. training, right and none of it into like you know Acting dealing like with an, like like de- dealing with like uh a um uh, a questioner who'd like give us the secrets and she's like here they are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. So they're then, definitely not on this thing right here that I'm holding. So, so, so these pretend evil agents, whatever they are, they show up at the house, and there's like this giant fight at the house, and you're like, "Why does everyone in this family know karate? Like, <laughs> like, why are they all pros at martial arts?" They kill the um, parents, and then yeah. it's 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 Lily Collins and Taylor Loftner who 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 beats up the, the agent and it's about to kill him. And he's like, tell me who my parents are. What's happening? And the guy says, there's a bomb in this. <laughs> he tries. Where did, where's the, where's their bomb? He tries to do. There's an old, the old, uh, there's a bomb in the oven trick to distract him. <laughs> he said, he tells, he says, I'm not going to die here. There's a bomb in the oven. So Thomas, if someone tells you there's a bomb in your oven, what's the first thing you should do? I, I would either check the oven or run out of the house. Okay, so you're dead. Um, Ryan, what would you do? I'd say I'm not falling for that one. <laughs> I was born at night, but not last night. So they go and do um, the most obvious thing, which is to check the oven. And yes, in fact, there's a bomb that is it's ticking very, down. Very convenient timer right on the front six of it. Sec- so right on the front. This is six seconds. And they run out and they jump in the pool. And and the thing that confused me was this, this hitman, because the, the girl ran outside. And he grabs her and drags her back into the house <laughs> to like interrogate her. And meanwhile, like, he's got he like knew, 30 seconds he, left. He knew how little time was left. Why was he? Why did he take her back in there? But anyway, uh, yeah. So the house is and this bomb was, <laughs> I mean, it's this huge house. It's, it's not just like, oh, like somebody threw a grenade in the house or something. It is like it, it like a drone. Uh, dropped a missile on it. We, yeah, it, it we, we are house. talking this, a, a mansion. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. This mansion's gone from this bomb that's like the size of a beer can. <laughs> right. 
Like they should use that technology That's, in in yeah, the they, army. They pack, they packed a lot of punch into that. Okay, uh, so now so yes, Thomas, now they're on the run. Right, right. So they managed to escape uh, from from the blowout, the, the big explosion, <laughs> and they are on the run for essentially the rest of the movie, trying to escape two different entities. On one hand, you have the CIA led by. Alfred Molina. Uh, this yeah. is a, got a lot of stars for this cast. Yes, they did. Uh, and on the other hand, by the, the Russian-Serbian mafia, something I, like that. I thought he was Swedish. Yeah, well, <laughs> Michael Nyquist is Swedish, but for some reason, he apparently gets to play Russian in every single fucking movie that he's in. Kozlo. Uh, what's in? He's dead. He, uh, I am Russian. You stepped on my joke. I was going to say he hasn't been anything recently. Yeah, so he goes all like dragon tattoo and tries to find him and kill him. Or no, kidnap him. So we can hold him so so that uh, dad will give him the list. Or right. And so, but then Alfred Molina, he's trying to get Taylor Lautner to come in. Um, but he's not, it seems like they have no plan for this at all. It's just like, <laughs> this is the first day they thought that they should make a plan to bring him in if something happens. But for the next hour or whatever of the movie, does anything of significance actually happen? No. Susan Sarandon shows up, who's he thinks is his therapist. That's, that's significant, she, yeah. Because they go to the hospital because something happened to the and yeah. So they're trying to get away, and like a typical girl, she's like, "I'm bleeding." <laughs> and so can I, can I get some medical help? And it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. slow me down. Oh come it, on! Don't a, you have morning it, fight? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they're at the hospital. Even with them going to a hospital, the CIA still can't manage to get him. Uh, so Susan Sarandon shows up, and she's like, "I'm gonna get out of here." Susan Sarandon, uh, Sigourney Weaver. How many times have I said that? <laughs> a few. I only caught it this time, though. But Sigourney yeah. Weaver shows up, and what does she have? A bunch of balloons. <laughs> like, like thirty. Uh, because apparently that's all you you learn two things in, in at CIA school. <laughs> you learn fight and balloons. <laughs> Nothing else works, but fight works and balloons work. Uh, so she's like guiding him out of the hospital, and like Michael Nyquist is coming one way at the, at the end of like one T section of a hallway, but and he looks down or one of his guys, and all and he all sees, he sees is, balloons. is balloons. Like and that so they, could possibly be. You know, right. anyone we're chasing. Because yeah, you're, everybody's always bringing balloons to. Congratulations on the lost. I don't know. Congratulations on the removed appendix. We always hated that thing. Uh, and what what does the lady in the CIA control room say about <laughs> the balloons? So one last thing, uh, as she's getting in the car, she releases them to block a camera. And she says, I hate balloons. That was uh, an important Part of the script ahead to stay in. I mean, essentially, I the highlight, the highlight of the, the movie. The only thing that worked. And she's like, I hate balloons. It's like one of those George Lucas things. Like, I hate balloons. They're lighter than air and they're loud. And that's not like foreshadowing of something else no. that with balloons. That's that's it. I have two things to say about this movie that I really want to get out. I have never. So I, I have ridden on the Amtrak a bunch of times. I have never had a cop do some sort of scan of us when we are getting on the Amtrak yeah, train. Yeah. But for some reason, when they are trying to get on the Amtrak, whatever fucking line that is, they are scanning them. Yeah, it's I, supposed to make us feel nervous because don't they have a gun? 
Yeah, or it's something like, oh. like that. It's like, oh, are they going to catch them with the gun? The second thing is that in this movie, before uh, Jared uh, Lautner and <laughs> Lily Collins kiss, it takes, uh, I, I wrote it down, it takes one hour and five minutes before they kiss on that stupid train. Yeah. Yeah. You really, they didn't, they didn't really set up like it, that it was necessary for her, him to drag her along this whole thing because he's like, you should go home. She's like, no, I have to stay with you because Because reasons. The the teacher assigned us together. (laughs) (laughs) Teacher said we have this project we're supposed to do. Sigourney Weaver was telling him, get, get rid of the fucking check. What are you doing here? thing I, one thing i thought thought was funny was when she she's driving them and then um uh you know they're being chased and she realizes they're being chased and they're she, they're gonna have to she's gonna have to have them jump out and she's like you gotta jump out you gotta jump out and you think it's gonna be this stunt <laughs> basically she skids to a stop they get out and roll down hill and then she goes, you have one you know one second to get out of the to roll out of the car right like and you expect it, it's going to be like okay, so this is going to be a stunt of somebody jumping from. No, they don't. And they Ryan, so before we started recording, I I informed Thomas that uh, Singleton thought this was going to be the beginning of a franchise of at least three movies. Yeah, which which is kind of indicated in like the weird. Um, his dad shows up at the end. Uh, it and it's clearly Dermot Mulroney. But they only show his mouth. They only show his mouth. Yeah, they clearly uh, thought uh, they were going to get another movie. Where, like, starring him, where it's like the dad is like, but but they only, like, showed his mouth. But you're like, oh, it's that guy from that, what's he, Family Stone. That's right. <laughs> yes. what, what, so the, the only people that will enjoy the last scene or sequence of the movie are, like, people from Pittsburgh. Because it takes place right outside uh, the PNC arena or stadium or whatever it is called. Uh, and the, this is what I was like. They, they have VIP tickets to right. the Pirates game? Right, right. At the beginning, they're like, we got VIP tickets to the Pirates game. <laughs> Don't cost like 20 bucks. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's not like it was. Oh, I, got was... Diamond, I got diamond level tickets to the Pirates <laughs> And it's not like this movie came out in like this golden era for the pirates, right. you know, like, yeah. oh, well, back in 2011, they were really good. And like, yeah. it was hard to get tickets to the pirates. Game. Right. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were like 20 bucks. Like we show our giant Eagle card and they give us tickets. Jared Lautner. Uh, I'm not surprised that he never starred in anything under this movie. Uh, Lily, Lily Collins, like the dad said, well, she's hot, but I'm not sure what else she's been in since this. Um, yeah, that uh, wasn't weird when the dad's like, <laughs> she's got because they've known her since she was a little kid. And Jason Isaac says she's gotten hot. <laughs> and okay, he's like, um, I was always a fan of her dad's music. What rating would you give this movie? A rating, um, I would give it four stars out of 16. out of out of sixteen. That that is worse than Ryan gave Mayor of Easttown. Ryan, what would you give this movie? I would probably give it um, B out of ten with an asterisk. <laughs> you you really cannot justify me wasting two hours on this movie. It, it, it was fucking atrocious. Uh, so this could have been the beginning of a of a born type fran- Jason Bourne type franchise. Yeah, but just at a little slower speed. And we're not gonna have uh, we're gonna have a slower car chase. 
not going to jump from cars. We're going to be safe. We're going to slow down. Uh, we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to be hurt on the run. Um, we need to do a guess the net worth, and we need to do a guess the net worth for Mr. Tyler Jared Taylor Lautner. I already know it, so I cannot guess. I should have. Well, uh, right, right. So it's, it, oh, I have a question before we answer. Mm. Is it is it more than we would think that it is? Just just guess. Come on. Okay, um, 10, 10 million. I, I'm guessing. Okay, 10 million. it's way more than that because I listened to the podcast and I know he made twenty five million dollars just on the last Twilight movie. Yeah, you're kind of cheating. So it's uh, my guess is fifty six million. Yeah, I mean no, it's uh forty million dollars. But okay. uh, yeah, he made twenty five million dollars on each of the last Twilight movies. Each of the last two. Yeah. Or what do you mean each of the like the last? He got like, fifty million dollars for the last. Yeah, the last two. All three of them did. Um, yeah. uh, Pattinson, Christian Stewart, and him did. And yeah, and he just is like he <laughs> they like they talked about like he apparently still lives with his parents. He's just like doesn't you know he's just like yeah I'm just trying to be a normal person now. Well, good good for him because on on the uh, blank check podcast they're like. What, what's he doing? Like, as if like no one can have a life outside of showbiz. Like, if I made fifty million dollars on two movies, I I would probably just step away and say I'd rather have a I'd I'd like a normal life. A right, life. and especially if it's like, uh, like you kind of realize like I'm not really <laughs> like you have all this money, so you don't have to keep acting. I can just every stay time, home and do every sinners, time you, you know? do act. It's just a barrage of people telling you how terrible you are at, at acting. So, and from all accounts, uh, he's a pretty, pretty nice guy, like a good dude. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it seems like honestly, it's you could like, like if you could be like this mega star, which you know, stardom has its downside and it could suck to have to deal with that your whole life. But oh, if you could it'd be do terrible it when you're super young, make a ton of money, and then kind of fade away, and you still got the money, and kind of you know be not you're not pathetic like i doubt that he's being like mobbed everywhere he goes right. now so so like I, i'm not trying to be glib like fame would would so some people love it like love going everywhere and being recognized and being no loved. it'd be a gigantic it castle it like people be... would like the paparazzi like you would get zero mm -hmm. privacy and you'd always have to like have right. the right thing to say uh you know those, and you those... can't complain about it either because if right. you complain about it there's like it comes with a job and and everywhere you go, people are like people don't even who don't even like you would be like, hey, like can I have your autograph? Like I know right. you're in the middle of a dinner, like I know you're in a restaurant, like trying to live your life and just you know do normal things that normal people do and have an un uninterrupted dinner. But I want your autograph. And if the, if the person says no, mm. like you don't even like them, but you're like, right. well, you're a jerk, and like you make mm. a scene, and it would, yeah. it would suck. It'd be yeah. terrible. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I wasn't. Which is why it, it would. I've worked hard to not be famous. You know, like <laughs> I don't want our podcast to get too big. I don't want the fame and everything that comes with it. Well, we and spend I'm... so much time just like removing the podcast from search <laughs> results um, so people don't find it. The last thing uh, that we find Taylor Lautner in is a movie. Ridiculous Six. Is that the last one? Or no? No. Run the Tide. Run the Tide, where he stars opposite Constance Simmer, who we all know from Entourage as Dana Gordon. Oh, Dana Gordon. 
that is all I have to say about Jared Taylor and Lautner. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, we will either see you in Afterglow or see you next week on the show. Thank see you, you next, everyone. See you next Tuesday.